Today, Cranford Radio is at a restaurant. It's not during serving time, so you won't hear any other diners in the background. You won't hear the clinking of glasses and plates. But it's a restaurant that's been in Cranford for a few years now. Uh, some new ownership over the last couple of years. It is 100 Steps Kitchen and Raw Bar. You may know it as 100 Steps Supper Club and Raw Bar, but they're going to be in the process of changing the name. I'm joined by Jack Tagmoody, who is one of the owners, and Joe Beninato, who is the executive chef. Jack, Joe, thank you so much for joining me today. Let's start with you, Jack. Tell me a little bit about the restaurant. For those who haven't been here and aren't familiar with it, what is 100 Steps all about? 100 Steps is a, a new American cuisine, and uh, we actually do more than that, also seafood and raw bar. Uh, we have a full menu uh, where you can find anything from seafood to actually steaks and uh, vegetarian dishes. And we have also a separate menu, which is a raw bar menu, where we carry eight different oysters, clams, shrimp cocktail, ceviche, crudo, uh, mussels cabesh, uh, and many, many more. Our menu is uh, actually seasonal, and we change it every three months. And Joe, I guess you're the guy that's in charge of changing it every three months and deciding what's going to be on that new menu uh, every three months or so. Going into spring now, uh, it's kind of exciting because, uh, you know, New Jersey being the Garden State, a lot of the local farmers now are starting to come up with brand new produce, uh, something that hasn't been around, uh, you know, quite some time because winter and, and fall, you know, nothing's really growing. So right now we're in the process of working with all the local farms, trying to gather up some stuff and um, working towards building that spring menu up for everybody. Now, I had done an interview in this restaurant a few years back when Andrea owned it. And how long has it been since you bought it? And, and tell me what attracted you to buy this in the first place. It's been two years. Matter of fact, it'll be two years, April 10th. The reason why I purchased this restaurant just because I fell in love with it when it was for sale. I came in, had a dinner here, and it was nothing but fantastic. Uh, so I felt like, you know, like it's something that, you know, I can actually take it to the next level because, you know, this became actually my baby. I spent a lot of time here. Like I tell all my staff that I consider as a family that this is where we spend a lot of time, and that's what makes us family here. I've been in a restaurant business for many, many years, and uh, I've been looking to purchase one for literally two to three years, searching, and nothing out there that made me feel comfortable and didn't make me feel like I belong here. And that's one of the main reasons why I purchased this. And also, I am a very, very big fan of uh, raw bar and seafood. And that's why this became you know, the place that I wanted to, to purchase, and, and I fell in love with it immediately, and now I feel like I've been here forever. You mentioned you were in the restaurant business before you purchased this. Tell me a little bit about your restaurant background. So I've been in a restaurant business for uh, almost 22 years. The first one I worked at was Three Piani in uh, Forestal Village, Princeton, while I was going to college. And from there, I worked at La Fontana in New Brunswick. It's an uh, Italian cuisine. Uh, and then from there, I went to the Frog and the Peach the Frog and the Peach is actually, as many, many people know, it's one of the top 25 restaurants since 1983. Uh, I was so proud working there in the fine dining. I was lucky enough to work under, like, you know, Betsy Alger and Jim Black, who were the previous owners before they sold it to the chef, Bruce Lefebvre. Uh, worked under, like, a great management, learned so much from them. When I started there, I was actually started, like, you know, from entry level and uh, worked my way out to become a manager and director of event. 
in the meantime, I've done many things uh, after I was done with college from actually owning a wholesale produce company, being a, a real estate broker with Coldwell Banker for 12 years in car sales. And then I went back again to, to restaurant business because that's where I found myself being really happy and doing what I do that I was great about. And it never felt like I was working. I felt like I was, have, you know, I was enjoying my time being there. And that's the reason why I ended up purchasing one. You talked about going to school. Was it a culinary school that you went to? No, actually, I went to school, uh, you know, like in uh, Casablanca, Morocco, for International Business Administration. And uh, when I came in here, I actually went back to school just to get the equivalent of my bachelor's. Did you grow up in Morocco? I did, actually. I grew up in Morocco up until I was uh, 20 years old, and I moved over here. And this became actually my home now. Joe, let's talk a little bit about being a chef. People these days see all these reality TV shows on TV, and let me ask you the first question. Is that anything close to reality, what you see on those shows? No, it, it's a lot of like just lights and cameras over there. I feel like the business itself, working in the kitchen, is very glamoured these days. A lot of kids come and like watch these shows and go to culinary school. Uh, they come out and they expect something that's really not what it is. They come in and it's the harsh reality of the kitchen life, you know, working those long days. You know, sometimes six days a week, 60-hour weeks. Sometimes, you know, in my position now, you can tell who's kind of made for it and who's kind of just like seen a little bit too many TV shows. But it's always fun when you get someone fresh out of school who's kind of like passionate. You, you can tell right, right off the bat that you want to kind of mold them to be what you, um, they're fully capable of. It's fun. Tell me a bit about your background. Obviously, this is not the first place you've ever been a chef. I've been cooking for about uh, 10 years now. My first job was actually at the Frog and the Peach. That's how Jack and I met. When I was a kid, my mom was actually a pastry chef there. Uh, so I was always hanging out after school there, doing homework. The chef at the time, Bruce, would always you know, send something out my way when I was sitting there waiting to go home. And then years later, I asked Bruce if I can just have a job. And I worked for about six or seven months, three days a week, just kind of did a, in a very long stage, uh, kind of work without pay uh, until a position opened up and I kind of changed my lifestyle around to afford working there. I stayed there for three years, studied in Italy for a little bit for about three or four months. Uh, came back, I worked at Ursino as a sous chef in um, Union and then moved over to Jersey City, which is where I became uh, executive chef at two restaurants. And then at one point, uh, Jack gave me a call and said he was buying 100 steps, and I decided to come on board, and we've, we've been here ever since. Now, since you've been on board, tell me a little bit about some of the changes that you've made uh, as you've been part of 100 Steps. I've heard a lot about, you know, Atuter and 100 Steps from just being in the industry, and I knew they were pretty well-regarded restaurants. Coming on board, we wanted to really stay true to the whole raw bar and seafood quality aspect of the, of the restaurant. We've kept the, uh, the catch of the day that we still go through Vince from Westfield Seafood. He you know, always um, goes to Fulton Fish Market for us, picks out uh, fish. We get it in the day of and kind of figure out a prep for that fish. Mussel pots and clam pots always have been a staple for the restaurant. And then, you know, as we've gone, we've kind of figured out We've made our own staples. You know, our uh, house-made gnocchi is something that customers kind of fell in love with last summer, and I decided to keep it on the menu. So we just try to kind of make everything a little bit more uh, local, a little bit more seasonal, and um, try to really just give the customers what they want, and we've kind of figured that out now. So it's been a nice ride. 
Jack, for those who might not be familiar with exactly what a raw bar is, explain that for me, please. A raw bar is a separate menu that we have from our regular dinner menu. Uh, the raw bar consists of uh, eight different oysters that are actually changing on a daily basis. Uh, also, we do offer some clams, raw clams. Uh, we offer a shrimp cocktail. We offer actually like the OHS, which is 100-step petite platter that consists of shrimp cocktail, oysters, uh, clams, uh, scallops crudo, and uh, also the, the mussel escabeche. And we also have the Grand Tower, uh, which is twice the size of the, the OHS petite platter. And, uh, and that's our raw bar menu. Joe? Walk us through a little bit what a typical, if there is such a thing as a typical day, what that might be like for you. So basically, I come in in the morning. I'm kind of just accepting the deliveries, you know, creating that catch of the day, going through the walk-in, seeing what, you know, there is down there, maybe create another special or so. And then it's kind of just right to banging out all those big projects that we have, such as, you know, uh, we currently are braising short ribs. Uh, that takes about four to five hours. Um, we cook our octopus in-house chicken stocks, veg stocks, all kinds of sauces that are time-consuming, so we try to get those done right in the morning. And then the crew comes in, and we just kind of run down the station preps with those guys, get everyone on the same page. You know, we're making staff meal for everybody to go up before service. Um, a little staff meeting if there needs to be one, just keeping uh, the front-of-house servers up to speed. Um, our raw bar is forever changing, so it's just getting those oyster counts ready, make making sure everyone knows what the next oyster is going to be, the description, where it's from, the taste profile of it. Uh, that way, you know, when service comes, there's no hiccups. Everyone's kind of just you know moving, well-oiled machine, no questions, and everyone's up to speed. So that's it. Well, we've been talking with Jack Tagmudi and Joe Beninato. They are from 100 Steps Kitchen and Raw Bar. Again, watch for the name change coming soon. Gentlemen, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today.